This is the Opening Market Podcast on the Iowa Agribusiness Radio Network for February the 1st. I'm Dustin Huffman. We're talking right now with Jim McCormick of agmarket.net. Jim, first day of February, a big uh, news day with the Fed later today. What are we expecting today? I think more of a choppy sideways type of trade today would not surprise me. We're still debating on the weather in South America, specifically on the greens. You know, Brazil continues to get rain. It is helping their crop in general, but it is slowing down the harvest. That's keeping some maybe some quick ship demand in our sites before it all shifts over to Brazil demand. That's keeping the bull spreads working in general on the beans. Corn market, same thing, kind of following the beans up. But, you know, the headline today, I think, is going to be the Fed at 1 o'clock. They're going to raise the rate about a quarter of a point is the expectation. The shock would be if they go a half point. But the real key, Dustin, is going to be what do they say? they got a presser after that. You know, is he going to be hawkish or is he not going to be so hawkish? That's what the trade is going to be following more than the actual rate adjustment. And then that's we're not out of the kind of the macro woodwork yet that could impact the markets. At the end of the week, we have the big jobs number how many jobs are added or created or maybe lost potentially, but more likely created in the month of January. That'll have a big impact on the market as well. So, uh, you know, a little bit more macro play near term. We did see a lot of money, I want to note, coming into the commodities yesterday. If anybody watches the soft markets, the cocoa, the cotton, the sugar, a lot of those markets all had a very big surge higher yesterday, along with a lot of the grain markets. I think some of that has to do with some end-of-the-month fund buying. Remember, earlier in the month, in January, Goldman Sachs came out and said, hey, they thought commodities would be one of the better investments for 2023. There's no doubt about it. That statement has brought money to the market. That money came to play yesterday. At the end of the month, we'll see today if it shows up at the new month, new money coming in as well as we open up the trade of, of, excuse me, open up the trade of February. So if we have folks coming in and following Goldman Sachs' advice and coming in, I mean, what's the, the positive and negative, you know, short-term, long-term, whatever, for our marketplace if, if we have those outside investors at a large scale? Well, in general, what you're going to positive, if you're an end user, you, you know, you're not too happy about it because it's going to drive the price up. But if you are a producer and you're looking to sell, it's going to help bring propel prices a little bit higher as you're bringing the spec of the demand in the market. And the big macro picture of it, though, it is inflationary. As you start driving the price of commodities up, End users, you know, you know, the raw goods of food gets passed along to the processed food and parades up in your grocery store. It's going to get more and more expensive down the line. So as commodities go up, inflationary pressure goes up. That could have an overall negative impact in the big picture on the world's economy and the U.S. economy as well. All right. And so also, you know, we talk about the Fed maybe raising a quarter percent, you know, not as much as they had been in the past. I mean, the news we got last week seemed a little bit more favorable than what we've had in the last few months, but uh, also still cautionary, still not quite what the Fed wants to see as far as backtracking on some of this, uh, the economic situation we're in. Exactly. I think you look for a quarter point this time around. You're probably going to look for another quarter point in March. And then my guess is we're just going to kind of a wait and see mode and kind of see how this this round of raising the last you know, nine months, what actual impact it has on the marketplace. There's a couple things you got to remember. Um, you know, besides what's going on in the U.S., other banks, central banks around the world are raising interest rates, but you still got the war going on in the Ukraine. That's probably going to get more intense as opposed to D, you know, going the rather way, unfortunately. We're sending tanks there. Europe's sending tanks there. Russia's pushing back. That could impact the grain corridor. If you can't get the grain out, that'll be bullish for the grains. That would be bullish food prices, which is not good for the inflationary aspect. The other thing we're really keeping an eye on, Dustin, is what's going on in China. They are opening up after, what, three years of COVID lockdown. 
their economy starting to grow a lot more than what they think. The IM, you know, the IMF is raising the global uh, GDP projection primarily on China's economy growing. And as China's economy comes to life, it is going to use more and more raw commodities. That's good on the side that you want to sell them corn and beans and meal, but it's going to be a negative on the side that the price of energies are going to get more and more expensive, which is probably going to drive the price of gas up as, uh, you know, the world competes for a, still a relatively tight energy supply situation. So we need to kind of keep an eye on how China China goes. Now, the one thing historically, what happens in China kind of tails six months to a year later. So if China's economy really starts to grow here in 2023, we should catch that tailwind going into 2024. All right. Now moving over to the livestock side of things, cattle and hogs, what are we seeing there, Jim, today? Well, right now we'll see if we get a little bit of follow-through in the cattle market. I mean, we had that big surge breakout on the charts two days ago. Um, I think some of it was anticipation on this cattle inventory report. We got it. We knew what was going to happen. Cattle inventory continues to shrink, so the supply of cattle continues to tighten. Now it's going to be a question in the big picture. It's going to be the tightening supply versus how much which is the consumer willing to spend for that that beef product right now. So we need to be a little bit cautious about that. The supply situation, you look at that, it's incredibly easy to get ragingly bullish on it. The consumer is going to be the wild card as he's getting beat up on these higher interest rates. Remember, they raised that that, that interest rate a quarter point today. Your credit card bill just went up a quarter. Your interest rate just went up a quarter point more than likely. So uh, the cost of money is going to get more expensive. That could slow down the demand for the cattle. The hogs are trying to put a bottom in as China opens up. Hopefully that's a good sign that they'll come in and start buying U.S. pork. All right, Jim. Well, folks want to talk market strategies with agmarket.net. How do they get in touch? You can reach me directly at 815-665-0461. You can reach any of the Ag Market team members at 844-424-6758. I want to do make one last note. We do have our annual conference happening here in Nashville this upcoming weekend. If you are interested in attending, we still have a few seats available. Um, Go to agmarket.net, our website. It's on the top banner. Hit that if you're interested in attending. All right, Jim. We thank you so much for the insight. We'll talk to you again next week. Thank you, and have a good week. That again was Jim McCormick of AgMarket.net. Let's run down those opening numbers. March corn down four at six seventy-five and three quarters. May down three and a quarter at six seventy-four and a quarter. December new crop up one and a half at five ninety-two and a quarter. March beans down five and three quarters at fifteen thirty-one and three quarters. May down four and three quarters at fifteen twenty-five and a half. November new crop up three quarters at thirteen sixty-three and three quarters. Soy meal down twenty cents at four sixty-eight thirty. Soy oil down thirty cents at sixty-two nineteen. Chicago wheat down. A nickel at 765 and a half. Minneapolis down three and three quarters at 911 and three quarters. Kansas wheat down two and three quarters at 869 even. May oats up three at 390 and a quarter. February live cattle down 12 cents at 158.72. March feeders down 37 cents at 185.72. February lean hogs down 2 cents at 74.85. Pork cutouts unchanged at 82.75. Class 3 milk down 2 cents at 17.82. Thanks again to Jim McCormick for joining us from agmarket.net here on the Opening Market Podcast. I'm Dustin Huffman on the Iowa Agribusiness Radio Network where Iowa Ag Matters. <laughs>